Our scripture passage for today is from Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 3, verses 12 to 17. Before we read this, let us pause for a moment in prayer. Good and holy God, as we come here to celebrate all the gifts you have given us, and especially the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, we also thank you, Lord, for the gift of your holy word. We thank you, Lord, that the spirit you have given us and the instruction, Lord, that you have brought upon our lives so that we would not wander in darkness and ignorance, but, Lord, be illumined by faith and by revelation that you have given us. Father, I pray that you would bless this holy reading of your holy word. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This is Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 3, verses 12 to 17. Listen now to the word of the Lord. Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And to be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> well, the big day's over. Right, that day that we have been working up so hard for. I mean, I know the season kind of started right there after Thanksgiving, but a lot of us have been planning for this day all year round. I mean, if you're like me and my wife and you just have too many kids, you know, you have to, you got to start planning this and saving for it way ahead of time if you want to make it uh any, anything like Christmas at all, but so it's been, you know, it's been a big buildup, been a big buildup, and, you know, the parties are done, the decorations are done, and, you know, pretty soon the lights and stuff, they're going to start coming down, and I'm going to go back to our normal life, and it's usually around this time or soon after we start wishing, you know, like, wouldn't it be great if we could keep this going all year round? I mean, wouldn't it be great if we could have the same spirit that, that uh, inspires Christmas every single day of our life. Not necessarily the presents and the parties, but that, but that Christmas spirit. That spirit of, of goodwill. That spirit of cheer. You know, you probably notice that people, are, people tend to act nicer at Christmas. I mean, after Black Friday's over, okay, Black Friday they act terribly. Black Friday's like the Mardi Gras for Christmas. 
You know, Mardi Gras, that Fat Tuesday before Ash Wednesday, they go out and they act crazy on that day so they can go ahead and start their Lent in a nice holy well. Black Friday is kind of the same way for Christmas. They go act crazy and mean and trample each other to buy presents so we can act nice and holy for the rest of the month of December. But people, they usually act nicer at Christmas. They're usually a little kinder, a little sweeter. Charitable giving increases a lot during Christmas time. Most charitable organizations like the retail organizations, rely on Christmas as one of their biggest giving seasons. We even have a phrase that you can say to make people act better. You say, but it's Christmas. You say, but it's Christmas. Does it give me a break or act better? People even use it to the cops, too. Like, oh, come on, it's Christmas. And depending on the severity of the charge, I bet some cops, okay, just go on home. Because it's Christmas. And we wish that we could keep this alive all the time. That we could keep this Christmas spirit alive all year round. Well, you might not know this, but did you, but did you know that there is an organization around that is dedicated to keeping the Christmas spirit alive all year round? That that is one of their main goals. That all the goodwill, all the charity, all the, the giving all the love, the forgiveness, all that stuff that comes around with Christmas. There's this organization, and they are dedicated to practicing these things and promoting them all year round. It's, a, it's an international organization. Uh, they've actually been around for a long time, maybe longer than you thought. Um, you may have actually heard of them. Um, some people call them the church. Um, they also go by the name of Christians. Um, but this it's what they do, or we could say this is what we do. In a lot of ways, this is kind of the job of the church, right? To keep Christmas alive all year round. You've probably not thought of it in that way. You've probably not thought of your faith in that way. But that really is what we do. We don't say it like that. We don't express it like that. But to live a true Christian life is the same as living a Christmas life. The Christian life and Christian life are one and the same. In fact, that's what uh, reminded me of it today when I was reading this, uh, this passage out of Colossians. Uh, this passage, this letter that Paul wrote to the Colossians is what's called the household code. All through Colossians, uh, Paul is giving Christians advice on how to live. And this is how Christians are supposed to live. They call it the household code, how we're supposed to act with one another. But this is advice for how to live your life. Not just the people in your life, but everyone that you interact with. Paul is telling you this is how you should live. And if you read it, it's actually amazing how much this advice is just like how we're supposed to act at Christmas time. The same virtues that we promote during Christmas about how to act with Christmas spirit are the same that Paul promotes in his household code, which is what we are supposed to live all year round. Let me show you what I mean. One of the great virtues of Christmas is being kind, right? During Christmas, we're supposed to be kind to one another. Well, this is what Paul says in Colossians verse 12. Put on as God's chosen ones compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. It tells us all the time we should be kind. At Christmas time, we expect people to, we say, bury the hatchet. 
But forget about the fights and the struggles you've been having all year round. It's Christmas. Let's forget about that and let's come together without our troubles as one. Well, this is what Paul says in Colossians 13. If one has a complaint against another, forgive each other. He says, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. So here we have another Christmas virtue that we're expected to carry out all year long. Christmas time, we're expected to love each other. And this is what Paul says in Colossians chapter four, uh, verse 14. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Now, of course, the reason why we have Christmas at all is because we're celebrating Christ. Right? He's the reason we have it, to be more like Christ, to remind ourselves to be more like Christ. Colossians verse 15 Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. Same virtue of Christmas we're expected to carry out in our households and our lives every single day. Of course, one of the unique things about Christmas is all the songs we sing, right? We're not just celebrating Christ, we're celebrating with songs and with stories. That's what it tells you to do in Colossians. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. You're supposed to sing these songs, not just one season of the year, but all year. And finally, one of the great virtues of Christmas is thanks, thankfulness. It's Thanksgiving, which is why we begin our Christmas season with the holiday of Thanksgiving. And of course, this is what Paul tells us to do as well. Verse 17, whatever you do in word and deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So you see, the Christian life and the Christmas life are really one and the same. Because acting in the spirit and the virtues of Christmas is really just acting in the spirits and the virtues of Christ. So, of course, for us, what this means, we have to make a special effort all year round to be Christmas-like. All year round, we must act as if it is Christmas. There's no break for us in being kind. There's no break in being forgiving. There's no break in being charitable. We don't get to have a time where we don't have to love each other or celebrate Christ or praise and worship Him or, or be thankful. I mean, friends, for us, these are not seasonal virtues. These are not virtues that we pick up right there at Thanksgiving time and carry them around for a month and then we get to put them right about the time we're making our New Year's Eve resolutions. These are life virtues. These are virtues that direct our lives. That means they're going to direct your thoughts, your actions, to direct your speech. They're even going to direct your feelings. Celebrating Christ. Praising Christ. Loving one another, being kind, being charitable and giving. It's not a holiday. At least for us, it's not a holiday. For us, it's a lifestyle. No, no, that means uh, extra responsibility is being put on us the rest of the year round, a responsibility that the rest of the world, frankly, does not bear. 
But the blessing of Christmas, the blessing of Christmas is also ours. The magic of the season also belongs to us all year round. Because you know that there is a spirit that makes Christmas time so special. Now we like to talk about it, or popularly it's talked about as the Christmas spirit. The Christmas spirit is out there in us. The Christmas spirit is making us kind and happy. That's the way the world talks about it. It's not the Christmas spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. That's the spirit that fills this holiday with the wonder and magic that it has. It's the, it's the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit is not here just at a season. It's not here at a time. It's not here for a month. It doesn't retire at New Year's Eve. It's the Holy Spirit that's with you everywhere you go. The Holy Spirit that is in your heart from January all the way to the end of December. Which means the magic, the wonder, the joy, the peace, the goodness, the reason to celebrate. It's with us all year. It's with us all year because the Holy Spirit is with us every single day of the year. Now some of you are no doubt wondering, if the spirit of Christmas is with us all year long, how come it doesn't feel like Christmas all year long? Well, there's two reasons for that. One reason is, if it felt like Christmas all year long, then Christmas really wouldn't be special anymore. And I'm saying that there is still a magic and wonder in every season, but every season is not like Christmas. There's a glory in February that's not a glory of December, but it's got the same power, has the same magnitude, the same ability to move our lives in June and July and August as it does in December. But the real reason I don't think that we feel the same way about the rest of the year as we do about Christmas is because we don't honor Christ the same way the rest of the year that we do at Christmas. Christmas time, we make a special effort to honor Christ in everything that we do that, you got to be honest, we don't put the same effort all year long. We really don't. I mean, some people don't even show up to church until Christmas. And that's the only time that they ever will darken the doorstep of a holy building. But even for us, let's say for these faithful few that we got here today that have showed up the day after Christmas, we really don't spend as much time and effort on the singing, on the celebration, on the welcoming Christ into our life as we do at Christmas. And maybe this is why we don't feel the Holy Spirit as strongly in our life the rest of the year as we do at Christmas time. I mean, think about decoration. Like how do you decorate your house? You know, for most of us, it's a lot of function and a little bit of style. Or maybe yours is a lot of style and a little bit of function. I don't know how you do it. But there's a lot of function and style that goes into it. But at Christmas time, we do something different. At Christmas time, we celebrate, we decorate our house in order to celebrate God. We decorate our house to honor the gift of God and to celebrate Christ. Now, why don't we decorate our house in the same spirit every day of the year? I'm not talking about having lights or Christmas decorations. No, no, I'm not talking about that all year long. No. 
But there are ways that we can decorate our house that honor God in some way. Let me put it this way. If someone walked into your house, they could probably tell a lot about you. They could probably tell a lot about your personality and even tell you the things that you like or dislike. Like they could tell you, oh, there's books all over the place. I bet you're a big reader, aren't you? Or you got cats everywhere, you know, cat decorations and cat plates and cat pictures. I bet you like cats, don't you? Or you're a big outdoorsman, I can tell from that. Well, if somebody walked into your house, could they also tell that you honor God? Could they tell, by the way, that you have arranged your house and decorated the things that you put up that you also honor God? Could they tell from your life that you honor God? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you've got to put up a cross and, you know, say, oh, now I've got a holy house. But putting up a cross does not make you holy nor your house. But I'm just saying maybe the spirit that we feel at the season is because we make such an effort to honor God in so many ways. And the Holy Spirit that God has given to us will follow us whenever we honor God. And that's the same Spirit that makes this holiday so wonderful. And if you've noticed, even unbelievers feel it. Even unbelievers know that there's something special about the season, which is why Christmas is such a beloved holiday. So even those who can't stand church or can't stand religion, even those that go so far as to hate Christianity will feel something special at this holiday. And I think it's because inadvertently, maybe even against their will, they're honoring God. People all over the world who don't profess faith in any other day are putting up lights and decorating and singing songs and giving gifts, and they're doing it all for a holiday that honors Jesus Christ. They're doing it all for a day that has been dedicated to the name of Jesus. And yes, I know they hate saying Merry Christmas, but it's still the holiday of the Christ Mass, and they know it. And what I find so fascinating and incredible about this is that there's this feeling of, good, of goodwill and of beauty and in wonder, and it still touches them, even as unconsciously they're celebrating Jesus something still spills over and touches their life. Now, of course, for them, they wonder why the rest of the year they can't hold on to this sense of goodwill and hope. And it's simply because they turn away from the source of goodwill and hope. My friends, we know better. We know that Christ isn't just the reason for celebrating the season. We know he is the reason why the season is so wonderful in the first place. For the world, the holiday is an exception. For us, it's a lifestyle. And yes, that means the burden of the obligations are always there for us. But so are the blessings. So are the wonders. And so are the glories. Every season has its greatness. Every season has its wonder, not because of the season, but because of the Spirit of God who is in every season and who works in every single season. And that same Spirit that makes Christmas such a wonderful time of year, the 
spirit belongs to you every day of every year, of every season. So celebrate it. Every season he's given us a reason to celebrate, so celebrate it every day. Live it every day. So that the wonder of being a child of God can be yours every season of your life. To God be all the glory forever and ever. Amen.